This is episode 49 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gellner. Women are being called to live with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each month, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my Extraordinary Women friends. Today's Extraordinary Women radio interview is with the fabulous Mia on the go. Mia Voss is the ultimate traveler and people connector. She's currently working with brands such as Lexus and Toyota, BMW, Mazda, Colette Travel, and more. Her engaging and energizing style showcases businesses with a real authentic and engaging social presence. She has been building online audiences for years. And she's been enticing and bringing people into her community with with engaging interviews on every topic imaginable. She's been the producer, the host, the guest on more than 300 online episodes and has interviewed more than 500 guests. Wow, that's, that's a lot of people. In 2015, she decided to embrace approaching 50s and she tells this story in our interview and she began traveling and she hasn't stopped since. And if you'd like to meet Mia face-to-face, I'd like to invite you to my May 29th Extraordinary Women Connect event next month in Denver. Mia will be on the Circle of Inspiration panel along with two other master marketers. She'll be joined by Tamara McCleary, who has been named the number one most influential woman in MarTech by B2B Marketing and a top 1% social media influencer in the world. And Tommy Wolf, who is the CEO of Top Six Business Coach and Bronze Birch Marketing. And she supports a network of talented business coaches in three countries around the world. It's a rock star panel, and I'd love to see you there. Tommy is going to be doing an Extraordinary Women Radio interview next week, so you can catch that. And if you if you dig back through the archives, I interviewed Tamara last summer. And her interview is really a great interview to go back and listen to as well. So you might take a listen to their interviews. It's going to be an amazing panel. And you can register for the May 29th Extraordinary Women Connect event, which is all about connecting great women to great women in meaningful story and meaningful relationships. And you can register on my website at camigelner.com. It's an intimate and fun gathering, a real connection with some really amazing women. So I hope you'll join us. So now let's dig in and meet Mia Voss of Mia on the Go. Well, welcome, Mia. It is great to have you here on Extraordinary Women Radio. I feel very fancy being on this show. (laughs) Well, you are fancy, and I, I am just so excited to dig into all your stories and Um, I'm excited also to have you as one of our Circle of Inspiration facilitators next month at the May 29th Extraordinary Women Connect event that's going to be held here in Denver. Very excited about that as well. I have friends or I've known Tamara and both Tommy have met before, so it's going to be a fun powerhouse. I feel pretty privileged to be involved with them too. Oh, it is a powerhouse panel. I'm super excited about it. And it's all three of you are such master marketers and there's going to be just so much marketing wisdom being shared in the room that night. 
And, oh, I'm going to be paying attention. Trust me. Oh, I'll be picking yeah. up some, some good info from them too. So that's great. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. And the, you know, the one thing that really grabs me about all three of you is that there's this synchronicity that you each have all chosen a lifestyle aligned business. And that to me is really interesting. Um, you know, you've built your business around the lifestyle that you want to have. And your story is so particularly interesting to me because you have done that in such a beautiful way. And I'd love to hear about how you designed your business around the lifestyle that you wanted, how you made it happen. And just if you could tell us that story. Sure. It was all made up. <laughs> well, that's, just... you know, that's good. It's like, that's where the creativity comes from, right? It does. And when you, when you drop the fear of the ridiculousness of it, it, it definitely works you. Uh, and I just wrote that down. I love that lifestyle aligned business. I didn't know that's what I was living. And I'm so going well, to I, use that now. It's, totally it. it's like the travel, the cars, everything that you're, the wine, everything that you're doing, there is, there's such a lifestyle about it that I love it. Thank you. The lizard. We were just talking yes. about her. So, yes, you know, it is sort of fun to incorporate the, the fun things that come into your life as well. So this, just to segue real quickly, this lizard came into my life through some friends of mine whose daughter went to college and they said, and it's a bearded dragon and said, we have no idea what to do with this thing. And we were in California and I said, get me a little carrier. And if I can get her on the plane, I'll take her home. And uh, I got her on the plane and here she is. And now she and I do a show every Friday night where I just sit around with her on my shoulder and we have drinks and talk to people who pop into live streams. So it's that type of thing as you incorporate these you know, fun things that come into your life for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what fun. is your lizard's name? That's Morticia. Morticia. Yes, ma'am. And, and our show is called Drinking with the Dragon. But to go back to your question, you know, this is, it's all about reinvention. And I, I think so many of us have had to do that. I mean, I'd say a large population, certainly after the 2008, 2009 yep. downturn. That's when I did mine. Yes, ma'am. And I've been listening to some of the folks you've interviewed and there is a lot of pivot and reinvention going on. So you have to, you, you have to, to make that shift or you just kind of, you know, you wither. So for me, I've had, and I still have the business, but, um, you know, 12 or 10 years ago, I had a, a building inspection business that I'd started just accidentally in 2001. So I truly consider myself an accidental entrepreneur just when, when things come to you. And so I'd had this interesting, uh, punch list inspection business and it was just going gangbusters and then everything shut off like a faucet. So sudden. Mm, yes, that yes. would make sense at that time. Oh, sure. But you know, it was interesting because I was at the tail end of construction. And so I really thought I was going to make it until about 2009 and then nope, all done. So I ended up getting into more of the social media and women's networking group. I started a group here in Denver called Crave Denver for female entrepreneurs. And that was just so eye-opening to see a lot of women also doing the same thing. Like they were not, it's almost like the universe said, you're not going to, you're not going to get to do what you're not supposed to do anymore. <laughs> you, you know, to- that is so true. And there were so many women at that time, just really stepping out and, and, and going and doing things that were, that they were meant to do. Right. Yes. And, and dropping the fear because you had to make it work. And it was just so neat to see all these different businesses here in Denver. And that's when I realized I loved storytelling and was so fascinated with the, the why and the pain points or the, 
necessity is the mother of invention type of stories that people had when they came up for their new businesses. So that got me really inspired by it. So I started on Google Plus in about, mm, I think about five years ago. And Google Plus was was kind of going at the time. And I know a lot of people in the audience will say like, Google what? Because it's, <laughs> it's so defunct now, but it was such an interesting platform because that was really truly one of the first places where people could do uh, make their own, have their own broadcast tower. Right. The community, right? Yeah. So it was the community. And then also through Google events and then live streaming to YouTube, you could create your own shows. Now you could not do that through, uh, your, your mobile phone, but you could do that on PC. So I started uh, just cause I met a couple friends. I'm like, I'm just going to start a show. And, uh, and I'd had a radio show, a local radio show, but it was so limited and it was, it was women only. And I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a unisex girl. I've been in construction. I've been in women's networking. I want to hear everybody's story. So I decided to quit that show and then do my own show on YouTube. And that's how the fascination with storytelling and then the ability to connect with people throughout the world, just simply by, you know, getting on, on the internet and saying, come on my show. It was pretty neat. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I love about this. It's just the conversations I get to have, the stories I get to hear. It's so inspiring and it's, it's so uplifting to be able to, to, to share people's stories. It really is. And I know we'll be talking about board of influencers and so forth, but that's truly how I learned to also connect. It just get some really great connections with people. And, you know, with that in two, I was turning 50 in 2015 in March. And I had had this in my head that I really, really wanted to be in Italy on the day of my birthday, just rocking out. Right. Right, So I, and I didn't, I just didn't know how to get to that. So I ended up, um, you know, I'd, I'd had just interviewed a woman from Italy that had a uh, a, um, a wine online wine magazine, and I just I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if I can connect to uh, to some of these folks over in, in Italy and just say, you know, rather than trying to figure out how can I make more money to go, I thought, how can I leverage what I do uh, my, and storytelling, and that's that's how that got started with with uh, travel blogging, just kind of accidentally. Just by saying, here it's my fiftieth birthday. I want to be. I want to be in Italy. How do I make that happen? What else is possible with what I've got that I'm already working in? Yes, yes, and 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 I'll tell you, it's a little bit of a kooky story, but that also was just from I. I really had been praying and meditating a lot, and I sort of got this like spirit message of like, hey, you know what? Why don't you see if somebody wants you to come and tell their story? Mm. So I know. And I love that because it's that and uh, my brand is really based on listening to that that soul inspired wisdom that comes from within. So that that space that you stopped to be in, you know, with the meditation, with the prayers, and you got that message. I think that's the kind of thing that guidance the signposts that we get that can take us down a pathway that we can't even Im- imagine unless we just really open up to it and trust that it could be possible. I just wrote that down to soil inspired message. I'm getting so many good little bond mots for you today. I love it. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'm sure when it happens to you too, and it's so funny because now I see it written uh, uh, out there a lot that it was in the shower because yes. you have to be still. You really can't get on your phone <laughs> and you just sort of have to, to be in the moment. And that, and that is when that magic happens for sure, either through meditating or just saying, I'm going to sit here. And it's so hard to do in this 
this loud world. Oh, it is. And you know where, where mine is? Mine's not in the shower, actually. Mine is out. I have a barn full of horses. And uh, in the mornings, I actually like to keep my, my barn cleaning time to myself as opposed to hiring somebody to do it because I have the best ideas when I'm sweeping in the barn. So I'm so coming over. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes, really oh my is. goodness. Like, you know, you're just in that space of being able to hear a different sort of thing. Yes. So, so you, you get this idea of, you know, telling some stories um, in Italy of people you meet and how, how does that all unfold? So I, I did, I literally just reached out to this woman and said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about coming to Italy. Could you connect me to some of your excursions or hotels? And I will, you know, come to them and make the proposition of, you know, I will cover your, I'll cover your story or cover your hotel. I'll do a story on it. And we just did things in trade. So kind of the, you know, the, the old school, uh, for, you know, for consideration type of thing, but, uh, yeah, it was a trade thing. And so then the more I spoke to people and boy, it was just so magical because there were people that I connected to through the Google plus world that lived in, in Milan and Venice. And once I told them I was coming, they got so excited because guess what they wanted, they want to have somebody come over and say, look how cool my country is. Yes. So it was connecting with people who are just as excited about things as I was. Yes. That's and so that's it's so, fun. That's so cool. So, so you ended up being able to be in Italy for your fiftieth birthday. I did. I did, and 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 you know, one of the catalysts for it. I was I was at that point when I made this change as well. Was really determined to no longer uh, to get rid of things that didn't serve me anymore, and that was a long term relationship. That mm-hmm. when and I when I originally planned it, it was with this person and. And then about four months beforehand, in fact, I had to shift the marketing. I had to take him out of the pictures and I had to take it out of the proposal and say, hey, it's just me. Yes. And uh, one, one American coming. And, uh, you know, so that, that took a little, little the chutzpah to do that of like, ooh, what's going to happen and, and put myself out there. And so, so that was part of it as well to say, I am going to, I'm going to make this happen. I ended up working with a trainer as well, because I wanted to be very strong spiritually and physically to go mm-hmm. travel by myself for, for uh-huh. three weeks. And yes. thank God I did because one time I almost missed a train and I was huffing and you I thought, Oh run. boy, if I hadn't done this, I probably would still be in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. totally awesome. So as you came and, and I guess one thing that, you know, pops up for me on that is that often happens when we start to shift one thing in our life and open up to something new. Lots of things happen. Lots of shifts happen in our life, right? It really does. And that's sort of that old adage of, you know, you, you really can't get some new things in unless you make space for it mm-hmm. or if you make the movement. And so I agree hundred percent. If you, you really start to, and I, again, being universe and spirit inspired, once you start proving, hey, I'm ready for this, universe is like, hey, let's, I'll serve it up for you. Here yes. you go. Kind of have to be ready, like that Oprah effect, though. Absolutely. <laughs> I was, the universe has your back as soon as you actually get clear about what you want to make happen. Oh, boy. I, and I know that, that, is, that is true. No yes. doubt. So you go and you do this trip and you see, oh, gosh, there's a whole another way of um, building a business, right? Yes, I, there's a whole other way of transacting with people, building a business, building a reputation-based business, and also figuring out how to, um, again, build, like we said, the, the lifestyle-aligned business of one. I love uh, being a cheerleader 
for the mm-hmm. things that, that, that I'm just absolutely batty about. It's, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. And, and I encourage people to do that. And then, um, yeah, that, that was, was such a great thing for me to figure out how can I do a business where it's based on one, uh, being a cheerleader, getting so excited and, and saying, Hey, look at this place. I love it. And then storytelling. So tell, tell our audience what happened then. I mean, what, what did you, what have you built? Explain so, your business. Yes, ma'am. So it is now like exactly three years. Uh, and I love that about, uh, Google photos and Facebook memories. Sometimes it's not so good, but in general, you're like, oh, right? You're like, right. Oh, I forgot to delete that photo. But, um, you know, I, I, it was about three years ago, exactly this time I came back and was like, all right, what you going to do now? And, um, and at that time too, Google Plus really had turned into just like a bad boyfriend for me because it was a, a wonky place to play that the, the Google... Um, the Google for folks really weren't listening to people. And so I decided to end my show. I, I had done a show for about a year and a half at that point as well called the Mia Connect Power Chat, which is how I got into the storytelling and had spoke to some amazing people along the way. I got to interview John Gray and Temple Grandin. Oh, nice. Oh, oh wow. Oh, girlfriend. I love that was, Temple Grandin. I'm making, I'm making the woo face because I, I literally just reached out to her randomly after seeing her TED Talk and was so inspired and, and ended up speaking to her in person. And I, that was uh, that was bucket list right there. If, if people don't Absolutely. know who she is, she's a autistic professor here in Colorado who is uh, works for the veterinary clinic and has done amazing work in um, in great things for animals, including creating a humane slaughter machine. It's, it sounds crazy, but anyway, look her up. She's she is she, amazing. I saw her <laughs> speak um, at the Colorado Horse Expo probably I don't know six or seven years ago, and I was just really taken by her. She is she is a force to be reckoned with, and yes, especially if you love uh, love horses, and and she does work a lot with larger animals. So she she make, likens it to her. She she thinks and sees things the way the animals do. So. Um, so talk about storytelling for sure. So at that point, I just sort of decided to wrap that show up. And and again, you got to let things go and end it before you can start some other things too. Yes. And, and have that gap as well. And knowing to trust that, right? Oh boy. It's, I, I just I think about that visual of, you know, walking off an, a cliff and you've just got your <laughs> foot out there waiting. You're like, come oh, on, God, something, something's got to, yeah, I really don't want to fall. So I ended up about two months after that, putting everything into storage and uh, getting out of the place where I had shared with the the previous relationship that I'd been by myself and releasing all the energy of that. And then, you know, talk about being a 50-year-old kind of going nomadic. And this is three years ago. You know, you got some funny looks for sure. Sure. Absolutely. At, but then the more I put trust in it, I ended up going down to Austin for a month and, and staying at different spots and doing, and that's when I also started working with car companies more. Mm-hmm. So that's also part of it, of this, this, you know, lifestyle line business is I, I'm a brand ambassador for car companies and I basically drive cars around and I talk about it from a lifestyle experience. And so that part came into it too. So it just, it just got so fun. Absolutely. So that, that you went on this journey of, of being in different places and telling the different stories and um, sharing the brands that you loved and that built your business. It did. It, it built the business. It built the, the influencers and, you know, the people that, that I wanted to work with definitely had to learn a lot of knowing your value, learning to say no boundaries, you know, the, the use 
Yes. The usual when you're creating new business and you know, that, that is the tough thing. It's such a balance of, of giving away. How do you balance giving away, you know, time for free? How do you balance? Is this, is this what I'm doing for you commensurate, commensurate with what you're giving for me or giving to me and then doing what you say you're going to do? Because I'll tell you, especially in influencer marketing, marketing in travel writing and travel blogging, it's a hot mess out there sometimes. There's probably a lot of people out there doing it. Some of them do it great like you, and perhaps some of them don't do it as well. I've seen it all. And thank you for saying that. There's definitely, I mean, I've, I'm sure I've, I've made some, some missteps in the, in the beginning, but I've, I'm surrounded by really great people that are, that are doing things right, either in, in marketing and social media and in influencer brand ambassadorship. So, but there's a lot of what not to do. And a lot of that has happened in the last year, certainly. And we had it, there was a, a, something that happened a couple of weeks ago with a travel blogger, uh, international, and it, it really turned quite ugly and um, pretty scary to, to realize how, what vitriol was out there for folks who don't understand influencer marketing and, and understand when people do it right. So um, it got, it got pretty, it got pretty crazy out there, but I'll tell you the, the smart thing is to look at any situation when there's something, something that comes up on, on the news or, um, you know, it's something, something that's a, a big who, a big to do and pay attention and say, all right, where can I, where can I tighten things up? What am I, what am I doing or what am I not doing to, to make, make myself a trusted, a trusted individual and a trusted influencer? Oh, that's such good advice to, you know, anytime that we're doing, you know, we're showing up in our brand, how can we make it tighter? How can we make it stronger? How can we make it better? And I think your brand is truly extraordinary, extraordinary. And I'd like to think about the essence of what your brand stands for. What, you know, what are the factors and the elements of it? What do you think is most important and key in the Mia brand? Well, you know, the the toughest thing when I first started doing this is, it's, you know, you, you know, they talk about niching down and, you know, like you said, what do you stand for? And I had to get this, when I finally figured out that there's two things that I am, there's what, who I represent and then who I appeal to. So, you know, being a woman now at 53, it's been really interesting to observe the market and see um, sometimes how we are really underserved, not even sometimes, we're very underserved as a, as a, uh, a women over 40 and certainly over 50, although we, we, we make up 85% of the buying decisions. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, right? It's pretty crazy. So, you know, representing over 40, but I appeal to males and females. If I look, you look at my demographics, mm-hmm. it's both that I appeal to, but it's definitely showing that there is relevance, there's intelligence. Uh, we are not uh, relics and, you know, just it, it really, that's what I'm standing for too, is, is representing women that are just still doing kick-ass stuff and, nice. and, we can, and one, we can, we can be relatable. We can relate to the younger crowd, bringing, um, bringing the experience, but then also learn from them too. So I feel like I'm, I'm bridging the gap between a lot of generations. I feel that I totally see that. I think it's, I think the inspiration that you bring to, to all of those, um, different generations and, um, different groups and that, that gap, you know, filling that gap or that bridge, if you will. Um, I think that's, I, I feel that energy of what you bring to the table. Ooh, thank you. And yeah. I, I can tell you're an empath. So I like it if it's, if it's <laughs> resonating for you, for sure. Absolutely. And it, and it really had to be as, as well. I, I was involved with a, a, um, 
what do you call it? A mastermind group here in Denver a few years back and was really trying to square peg round hole it. Um, and just say, Oh, you know, I, I, I thought this was the group for me and, 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 Oh gosh, we've all done it. We've all worked with coaches Absolutely. or been with groups or mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I remember they were all talking about their, their big why. And I said, live large, have fun. Well, oh my gosh, it, it didn't go over well. Uh, because everybody was doing these super Mother Teresa types of, oh, my goal is to, you know, heal the world. And I'm like, nope, live large, have fun. That's and, so funny because mm-hmm. my, I, I talk about living out loud. So <laughs> I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> it, it is. And that can take so many different iterations. And so, yes, it sounds, you know, pretty goofy. Uh, when you, when you first hear it, live large, have fun. Like, what does that mean? And, and it literally means is when I am, you know, d- doing things big, going full bore, uh, super excited, resonating with the right people, resonating with the right tribe, saying uh, yes to the things I should. I, you, again, the universe is going to keep showing up with, with situations, people, and yes. then ben- businesses benefit because I'm so excited about them. And then they get excited. And then they also trust me because I always say to people, if I'm not talking about you, it's probably not a good thing because I'm only going to talk about the stuff I love. Yes. I mean, I'll say, I will say things that, that don't work for me as well, but you can tell the enthusiasm. So when I'm doing that, the business is doing well. That's good. That's really good. So what advice would you give others when it comes to creating voice and visibility in their own brands? Ooh, that one's, you, it's, it's this, this balance of, of getting feedback from others. So I, I have two things. I have a board of advisors and I have nice. a board of influencers. Mm-hmm. So the board of advisors is the typical, typical what you think. That's the people that are going to tell you there is finishing your teeth mm-hmm. and that's probably not the outfit you want to wear or, ooh, you probably shouldn't do you know business with this person. You can literally come to them and say and feel vulnerable and ask for advice and then also have them be kind about it. So I, I have several of those that I can um, that I can come to, and and uh, I, I had a situation a couple of years ago where I had a brand that wanted me to work with a hotel chain that I just did not align with on a lot of different levels. It started with a T. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I said, and I said, you know what? And they, I, I finally had to say I couldn't do this, and I really had to turn down quite an offer. And they were pretty upset with me. And I just said, you know, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's not only that my brand isn't political, it's just my brand isn't political. It's not even yes. that it's not that I believe in that. My, and so to stand up to that, but I had to talk to a couple of my advisors beforehand because it was like, oh, it's like that Jesus on the Mount thing when he's, when they're like, this, wow. the devil's like, hey, I'll give you all this if you just give me this one little thing, right? Right. So that's with the board of advisors. Oh my gosh, keep it in so, so handy. So, and then I have my board of influencers, which are the folks. And, and literally when I started doing the travel blogging, I went to a group of people who have bigger numbers than I do. Mm-hmm. And said, "Hey, if I go on this, would you be willing to share this out, or mm-hmm. to and to also say, hey, my friend Mia's on this trip?'" And so think about the exponential, like just benefit of that. And and I still do that because my numbers are not ginormous. I don't have millions, but I'm I'm just small but mighty. And and then I have folks that I partner with as well. So you know, finding these, you know, these groups as you're building your brand. 
um, is, is super, super important. And then you, then you also get these folks that believe that believe in what you say. So if you say, I'm going to go on this trip, would you be willing to share it out? They're absolutely 100% behind it. Um, and then, Ooh, the, you know, the old ones stay true to yourself. Ooh, got to figure out your voice. Absolutely. Definitely have to figure out. And, and I, I like that you were able to say, you know, that hotel chain is not the right chain for me and I'm going to say no to it. And, and you followed and you stayed true to yourself through that. Thank you. And, and we all know it too, because then what happens if you are not aligned with your brand and you go and do something? Yes. People just kind of get that little head tilt yeah. thing like, hmm. Yeah. What's up with that? And then your, your credibility does uh, start to go out a little bit. Yes, absolutely. So building that A-list tribe of collaborators. Um, so you went out and you asked. I mean, that's that. it sounds like that was one of the first pieces of that. But tell us a little bit about that journey of building the collaborator tribe and, you know, how you do it and what makes a great relationship with with collaborators. So so our audience can think about, you know, who do I know that I really want to collaborate and work with on a, on a regular basis? Absolutely. So the, the best thing to do is just start building the relationship. And, and I get asked a lot about the connections that I have. And, and I am very, I fiercely, fiercely protect all of my connections. I mm-hmm. never give introductions without asking somebody first, um, you know, hey, are you interested in meeting this person? Because think how much time, especially for bigger influencers, mm-hmm. you, get, you get, hey, so-and-so would be great for you. Well, why is that? And, you know, so so ask me first. So I I, tra- I treated everyone with kid, kid gloves and I had done a lot of interviews and shows with them before I ever asked them for anything. So at that point, when I did have this idea for the trip, these were relationships I had built for a while without asking right for a thing so that's that's the first thing right. you've been and giving then, to that relationship for some time before mm-hmm. you ever had an ask yes yes and that's just oh gosh you, we've all seen it too and you're like I, I haven't talked to you in forever and now you've got an ask and I don't know anything about your business that's just a, a big a big no-no I think in general and then that when you when you are uh, consistent people do, they do trust you. And so, you know, you definitely want to make sure you always are bringing something to the table as well. So for instance, we, we went to dinner the other night and it's just a lovely restaurant. That's, you know, one of my favorites and they had, they had comped a few things for us. And some of the, the influencers were with me. And the great thing is I turn it, everybody's got cash out to tip. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. So there's always just being aware of, uh, you know, you're bringing something to the table. You're never at, you're never asking without offering, offering something too. And when you were thinking through that circle of collaborators, um, for you, that your influencers, um, were there, I mean, how did you pick who you want, wanted to be part of that circle? It, it definitely, for me, because it was your travel, I, I, I literally chose just this varied group of, of folks, men, male, female, different ages, different, uh, different business models. And because you do want to have this a little bit of overlap, but you do want to get to different audiences. Then of course it has to be somebody that you are aligned with in a business and a spiritual manner. Absolutely. Because you don't want to turn around and have to be like, oh gosh, I have to share something crazy or I'm I'm not going to be able to to one, help you out at any point, or I may not be aligned with that. So you really cannot get, um, you can't go after somebody big just because you want the numbers. You can't, I like to say you can't be a size queen. 
Yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Number size queen. It's a, it's, you know, it's a big no, no, because you, you'll get lost in, a, um, you'll get blinded by, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get something out of this and then realize that, that you're representing something that you're really not. So that, that is, you know, just think about your business and then think about who, if there, there are people that have, um, one strengths that you don't have, Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's, that's in anything relationships, marriages, friendships, like you, you, it is nice to have somebody who has a strength that you don't have. Yes. 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 And then you don't have to do all the heavy lifting. And I've had people say to me, uh, you know, gosh, you, you know, a lot of people, you know, everybody I'm like, no, I just, I know a lot of people that know a lot of people. And then I don't have to maintain that. I don't have to, to be an expert in SEO or an expert in this or that, or no, uh, know this, this or this person, but you do want to suss out what, what characteristics and what, what they have that, that could help you that then what do you have that could help them? Right. You know, so there's so much noise on social or out, out in the world, right? I mean, so much noise, so much information that is out there. How do you really remain relevant amongst all the noise and happenings that's going on? Well, I try not to, honestly, I, I try to be very, uh, I don't want to say careful, but I, I don't make too much noise myself. How's that? Okay. Um, I'm, I, I choose wisely when I'm in a post, I don't over post. I, um, I try to mix it up as well. And what's that and, mean when you say you don't over post? Well, for me, I just, I, I, I love Twitter. FYI. I mm-hmm. just, I think Twitter is a great way that you can just, you can reshare and, and, you know, post a lot of things and, and be active. And then on, on Facebook and on Instagram, I, I've just am very, I, I guess that's the only way I just don't post too often, you know, definitely not two or three times a day. And yes. I like to, um, actually like to just go in and comment and interact with other people. And then they want to come and see your information. So if I have a, if I'm posting all the time and that's all people see, and then I'm posting the same things across all of the, the different platforms, which is you know, kind of an old school no, no, um, that I think that keeps me, that keeps me still fresh, but then I spend the time to go in and engage with other people. Nice. I like on, that. On their post too. And oh, I mean, what's better than, especially that's why I like Twitter. Cause then I can say, if something comes through because it's a hashtag I can follow, I, I'm following, I can say, Hey, I read that article. And I think that's really neat rather than just push, push my information. Look at me type of thing. You know, and I like that. I like the, the, the listening component of what you're bringing there. It's like how important it is to really listen and engage and be part of the overall community um, and then bring and, and also be bringing your your components in because there's so many people that are are just a push push information out, but the engagement isn't there. And so I think that's a that's such a, a great lesson for all of us to to really make the space to engage and and have meaningful conversations online. So I was just listening to a friend of mine just interviewed Bob Berg this morning. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of him. He has that book, The Go-Giver. Yes. Uh-huh. He's so neat. Yes. And he was using, uh, and I should, I'll give you the link of the interview today because it just was all these wonderful little, little knowledge bombs. And he said, you know, that's why people say, oh, those, that the so-and-so has, they've got pull. They're not saying they've got push. I was oh, like, interesting. I really liked that a lot. I yes. thought that was really neat. So Bob was dropping it on us today. But um, that, and that's what I, I look for in the people that I want to, that I'm business attracted to, I guess, is I, I want to see that as well. And I, I, you can really start recognizing it right away when it's, um, when it's somebody that is just more, they're kind of into their talk. 
Yes. 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 I totally get that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's your biggest challenge as a life of an entrepreneur? Time. Yes. Time, 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 yes. time. <laughs> and that's, that is for so many of us, right? It's like there's never enough time to do all the things that we want to do. And there's there's not, but then, you know, you start to see, and I, I really like that this, there's a little bit of a smackdown uh, going on in, in the sense of, of, I can't remember who's the first person to write about it, of, of the, the, uh, the shackles of busyness. Yes. And I'm so busy. And so I say that, but then I'm also very careful of self-auditing and like, why don't you have time? Oh, is it because you fell down the rabbit hole of um, an otter swimming and you wanted to share it? <laughs> like, yes. You fell down the rabbit hole watching puppies or you fell down the rabbit hole of, <laughs> of an argument or uh, on social. And so, you know, then I have to check myself of like, that's why you don't have time. So I, I'm really working on time blocking. I, I, the time blocking I love. And I also, um, I quit saying I'm busy and started saying I'm, the day's been full. In fact, I think when we got on the phone here earlier, I think that's the word I used is today's been a full day. And then I made the noise. I go, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then that's all we had to say. It was good because then they, when you say that too, I think that you do start to get into a thing where you're, you're, you, you can really start making excuses pretty easily for not getting stuff done. Yes. Yes. So really that prioritization on what really needs to get done. Yes. Um, and how, how is, so is it the blocking and the stopping and just, you know, thinking through those things that works best for you? Yes, it is. And quite frankly, then I also have, uh, because I am, I'm going to put this out there, get ready for it because I'm perimenopausal. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. One of the first things that came up for me and I, I was interviewing, I had just interviewed uh, Peter Shankman, who talks a lot about having AD and D and the the um, advantage as an as an entrepreneur, and I, I had interviewed him. I was like, "Oh my God, I have AD and D, AD and I went to the doctor. She's like, "Nope, you would yeah, be perimenopausal because you have brain fog." I'm like, "Son of a." Uh, yeah. I was like, who's Perry and how is that happening? So, um, so now I really am very. Uh, very good with my supplements. 5-HTP is really great for me. I take a lot of CBD oil. Uh-huh. And so I, that has helped me a lot to, to be very good about the self-care. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Self-care is so important. Yes. And I was going to say, I know we're going to get into uh, words of wisdom or advice. I would say self-care. I just, I literally started the, on this program about a month ago of it is, it is mandatory. <laughs> it is not a luxury anymore. Self-care. The, the self-care. So the, what's the program that you're doing? That's the program. It's, it's mandatory. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a mandatory, just the self-care, whatever your body needs at that point. It was. And I think, you know, if you are budgeting and you are putting that in literally of, okay, I'm going to budget to get, you know, a, a find a place that I really like their facials or find a place that I like their acupuncture or the uh, chiropractic and stop making it that, that last you know, that last thing of it being, you know, being budget enough, that means you need to give up something else. I'm not giving up my wine, but I'll give up some other stuff. <laughs> then so be it. Oh, that's so nice. I actually have a, a half day spa treatment this coming Saturday at Tallgrass Spa up and everything. I'm so jealous. I am so excited. I'm so very, very excited. It's going to be such a lovely just right. A little robe. Right? Looking, yes, ma'am. So good yes. for you. And that, yes. that is, that is not a, just a cutesy little thing to say. It, it is, it is really, really true. So, and I love it that, um, Ariana Huffington 
And, and a lot of, a lot of our leaders are for female leaders that have been moving more towards, I don't want to say kinder, gentler, but when she came out a couple of years ago with that book and was like, people need to get sleep enough of this busy crap and this, yes. you know, go, go, go hustle stuff, like get some sleep, get some self-care if you need it, you know, meditate and, you know, and meditation's a big thing for me. I do guided meditations on YouTube. Which yes. is wonderful. Nice. You know, I got to interview Agapi Stasinopoulos, who is, is Ariana's sister. Mm-hmm. And that was one of her pearls of wisdom was the sleep part of it was make sure you get your sleep. So she, she was carrying that word on. I love that. And I, I really do think it's, you know, is rest and self-care w- was seen, especially in the busy, busy corporate or entrepreneur world as, as lazy. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, it's your secret weapon. If somebody else thinks like, you know, I'm over here chilling and getting my, getting my knee time. Yes. No, I totally agree. So you have this very public profile in your work. How do you really balance and integrate so that you know, so that you aren't always on? Are there private Mia moments and sacred space where you're just, you have, you say no to the visibility? Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. And I, when I real, I realized about seven or eight years ago, I used to think I was just a really crappy extrovert because I would get so drained. And then when I realized I was just a very outgoing introvert, I really learned, and it's called an ambivert, by the way, which I was so excited with that word. Um, I was able to manage just like the time. So for instance, I would do my shows on Fridays and then I would have networking events on Friday nights and be ready to leave within 15 minutes. Yes. And I realized, okay, you gave everything this morning. You put in your energy, you got that big high going, you go, go, go. And now you need to sit. And I, I literally think of like knitting or like, you know, you know, just getting like knitting your psyche back together or just, yes. uh, just re- plugging in again, like an electric car. And so I've, I've gotten very, very specific about that and, and fiercely protected, especially after I come back from a trip or like last week I went to, um, the Denver auto show, which was yes, so, that. Ooh, that was fun. I mean, talk about as a media blogger, they, they let us come in and kind of rattle around in this 20,000 square foot space with 500 cars and just push buttons and is pretty neat. But you know, then we were, it was two full days of talking and, and, um, networking and meeting with car companies. And so the day after I'm like, see ya. Yes. <laughs> I'm in jammies. You know, you know, it's good when I'm like, I haven't washed my hair in three days. <laughs> I need the, the time. I need that. that <laughs> and I, I, I highly suggest that everybody figure out what energizes them. And, and so people, I love it, but it is, it is a drain. It's a good drain and I love it, but I, I do get drained by expending all that energy. And on the flip side, there are, there are extroverts that just, oh my gosh, they just light up. Right. That, that, are, that can be on all the time. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like you. I need that. I need a big chunk of space after I've been out. Yes. And what yes. was the word you said? It was amb- amb- ambivert. Mm-hmm. I like that word because I think I probably fall into that category myself. I think many, many more of us do. Now I'm an, uh, and definitely outgoing as well, but there's a, a certain uh, time frame to it. So that is, that is something I think is just so powerful once you do figure out how, how you do well then, you know, you've got it. You've got, you're, you're halfway, halfway there with a the battle of time and energy. Yes. Yes. So Mia, where can people follow you, learn more about your work? Well, my website is Mia on the go, 
And then my hand, thank you. And then my handle is Mia Voss on the go because somebody took Mia on the go. So uh, that would be my piece of advice is anytime a new platform comes up, get your name, always get your name on that. Even if you're never going to use it, you can just make sure you go to every social media platform and URL and get the, get the name that you want. Oh, that's a great advice. So what three, what three pearls of wisdom can you leave our audience with today? Well, I am going to say the first one was make self-care mandatory. So I'm going to go back to that one. It just, it's, it really is the best, um, practicing, uh, no, without explaining that Mm. is, I guess it's more advice rather than positive. Yeah. I love the without explaining part of that. It's really good and really hard at times. You can literally hear yourself and you're just like, (laughs) shut it. Shut up. <laughs> Get onto the edge of your seat, right? I'm still talking. So I, that is, that, that is that I always laugh with my boyfriend's kids because I, there's, they're seven and nine and they've really learned because they'll just say, Hey, can we download this? Can we do this? And I just go, Nope. And they go, We knew it. <laughs> so, so I established a pattern there. And, you know, I, my last thing would be really be, be a cheerleader for the things you love, all of us. I mean, if you go to a restaurant and you really like it, you know, people are much more quick to just see things they don't like. So, so, you know, go on Google and leave them a review or go on Facebook or, you know, just, you know, just without looking for an ask, you just go and say, I, you know, this is really what I want to, you know, I, I really like this business and you should too. Yes. I, that's a great one. I like it a lot. Well, Mia, I look forward to actually getting to meet you face-to-face next month at the event. Yes, so excited for that. I am too. And thank you so much for your time today and all your your great stories and inspiration. I know our audience is really going to love this one. It's been really fun. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at KamiGellner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.